hours. Please. Kiss me. Greetings and salutations, partner. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character this week, who is H.I. McDonough, and I am Adrian. And I'm Linda, but you can call me Velveeta. And I'm Donnie. I'm Tillamook. <laughs> <laughs> it's and from I'm the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Why, that would be like uh, Jason or Tab, right? <laughs> that would. <laughs> I believe we are talking like this because this week's movie is the Coen Brothers' own Raisin Arizona from 1987. Blessed are the cheesemakers. What's so good about them? <laughs> they smell funny and they live in Wisconsin. <clears throat> Come at us, cheesemakers. <laughs> yeah, bring it. Come on, raggedy man. But this is the greatest American movie ever made. If nothing else, Agreed. it is the best movie that we've done so far. Like, I, I wait you to say, it, like, based, based on our existing standard, this is too good to be on this podcast. And definitely Very. one of my favorite movies of all time. Of all time. Of um, all time. Time. Although, uh, apparently, uh, the governor of, uh, not governor, the mayor of Scottsdale, Arizona at the time was very incensed by this film. <laughs> and said it did not represent Arizona well. And that I think he said something else really crusty, like it should be banned. <laughs> was he Which Polish? I was uh, <laughs> uh, no, his last name was Drinkwater, you know. <clears throat> I thought that was funny because I mean, of course, we're we're gonna get into it later. But uh, having seen this it. when I was a kid, it kind of like helped me build a model of what a parent should be. True, and it did make me want to go and buy a motorcycle one day. That's right. Oh, that's true. I remember because them's nineteen fifty four dollars. Yeah. Um, although you know, it was just a couple years ago. Right, yeah, your childhood, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you have to keep lying to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Just give me another doll. (laughs) I'm going to grow up to be Blanche Devereaux. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the gentleman I was expecting. (laughs) So, uh... Today's today's movie. Uh, we're, so we're we're in the we are in the salad days here for Nicolas Cage's career. Must um, have. We're we're not only uh, a second second good movie in a row. This is also a second profitable movie in a row. Um, this movie grossed twenty nine million uh, nineteen eighty seven dollars on a six million dollar budget. Uh, it is only the second movie by the illustrious Coen Brothers. Uh, they'd previously done 1985's Blood Simple which Whoa. also had uh, Francis McDormand and Dan Hidaya. Uh, and uh, they, they designed uh, Raising Arizona to be as different as possible from Blood Simple. Just a little. Even though there, there is the common element of it being in southern United States and, and involving crime. And I want but to say Palmade. But not the deep <laughs> And Palmade, yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly they wanted to, uh, to create the Hudsucker Proxy, which... Right, um, that would have cost too much, so they, they put that yeah. one off. Right. You yeah, notice the uh, when the uh, gas station attendant hits the uh, panic alarm uh, when HI is holding it up in the middle of the film. There, it's it's a Hudsucker alarm system. And high works for Hudsucker Industries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that no, that's right. That's where the Hudsucker was. The alarm system was. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Fuck that one up. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> Thank you so bloody much. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Yep, that's right. <laughs> 
Uh, our movie was shot by uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, um, who uh, went on to have a very uneven hmm. directorial career in the 1990s. Uh, so on the good, he did both the Adams Family movies, mm-hmm. um, but then he did the Men in Black movies and Wild Wild West. We can weedy, forgive weedy. some of that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm only so forgiving. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We did Big Trouble, you know, which despite having Tim Allen in it was pretty solid. Yeah. We'll talk more about the uh, Wild Wild West and our uh, our Klein cast. <laughs> oh, then we have to discuss the January Man at some point. I don't know if that's safe. <laughs> A bridge too far for Adrian. Oh God, we have to watch Silverado. <laughs> Not cool, dude. Not cool. You know you want to do it. No. <laughs> and in and out oh. oh, well, watched it already. Uh, what's one more? Uh. Well, I had Joan Cusack. Oh, anyway. I do love Joan Cusack, <laughs> but there's Adam's Family Values for that. That's true. That's very true. You know, and, you know, she and John are the same person. All the Cusacks have my love. <laughs> uh so uh, it's uh it's, this is this is cage uh, uh starring role once again here um uh cage uh was was into doing his usual thing with improvisation and such and uh the cohen's you know uh while they appreciated that they did not use any of it uh they they cut out a lot of his stuff uh and uh they they uh they politely listened to but did not use uh his suggestions yeah <laughs> He, he described their vision as uh, rigid and autocratic. Which uh, apparently uh, Joel replied saying that he understood why he would make that statement and yeah, um, that. that it was fun working with him. But uh, but he also said that um, they the, the Coens uh, clarified that they, they much prefer working with an actor like Cage because um, he possesses... As opposed say, to an actor quote, who needs to be jump-started, they said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I because wonder who they he, were referring uh, to. <laughs> has a uh, quote-unquote fertile imagination. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder if this is an abstract slam against Gabriel Byrne or somebody. Like, if I research this further... Uh, we, we need to contact whoever's doing uh, the Cohen cast. <laughs> you know, see if they know about I'm this. I'm sure there's one out there. Yeah. Like, uh, also uh, on this one, you know, they were working really hard to stick to the budget. So apparently, like, like there was a mm. lot of rigid planning specifically on this film. And it, it worked out really well. I mean, they had a beautiful vision and it, it yeah. all came together uh, perfectly. Even though apparently it was not fully appreciated by critics at the time. Yeah. No. They were like, what's going no. on? Is this reality or fantasy? I don't understand things. Things are hard. <laughs> Shh, movies. Things are indeed hard. Explain your theme to me, movie. What do you mean? <laughs> Apparently, but, um, um, Kevin Costner really wanted to play H.I. McDonough, Nicolas Cage's character. Yes. I'm glad he auditioned he for the part three times. I think we're all <laughs> glad he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Kevin Costner. You have to be? go do Bull Durham. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Kevin Costner can suck my ass. Come for us, Kevin. <laughs> but you guys are forgetting you're talking about Mr. Brooks. I oh, think Jesus. we're forgetting he can lick my log cutter. I don't give a shit about Kevin Costner. If he you did lick kill Donnie's Cook, log though. cutter, he will come. Now back to the good stuff. Uh, Edwina, Ed there, the, uh, Holly Hunter's character, uh, that, that character was written just for her. Oh. That's why she fits it to a T. 
Yeah, apparently they wanted her for Blood Simple, but she was busy with, uh, in another play at the time. So Holly Hunter, uh, she attended the Yale School for Drama and her roommate was Frances McDormand. Yeah. It was fucking destiny. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like coolest roommates ever. So uh, before being in this, Holly Hunter was in The Burning, which is a really cool early 80s slasher flick that that is lesser known. But it's like, I think it's right up there with, with Friday the 13th, possibly better. Um, and uh, this, this is this is me saying that Friday the 13th, the sequels are pretty much shit, as fun as they can be. And Friday the 13th yeah. part one, though, no complaints. Um, and she was also in Swing Shift, and she, yeah, she did appear, I think, a smaller part in Blood Simple. Um, after this, uh, she did Broadcast News. Uh, she was in The Firm. She showed up in The Big Sick. She was probably the best thing about The Big Sick, actually. Um, and, you know, oh, I like it's, it's Holly fucking Hunter, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, if you don't know who she is, you just, what, what can I even do for you? And what do you even do? Everyone... But Adrian loves Raymond. No. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have to say, as, as much as I don't appreciate Ray Romano, he was also pretty likable in The Big Sick. Yeah. I just didn't care for I either like of him. the leads. <laughs> oh, I, I love uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Uh, he's, sure, it's fine. He's a big old nerd. He's a damn fine baby. <laughs> he's awful damn good I got the best one so uh, another another uh, Coen Brothers staple in this movie we've got John Goodman John hey. Goodman who had previously appeared in Chud yeah and the Big Easy one um, of my Chuds this movie and, does uh, give us actually the birth of John Goodman this is true this is him yeah. happening right there on screen because after this, he did Burglar, and he did Sea of Love, and, you know, was objectively fucking famous. John I see fucking what good. you were going for there, though, Donnie. Like, it did seem like a birth scene for oh, uh, Gail <laughs> and Abel. And I love, uh, somebody pointed out in... Uh, I, I never thought anybody like would make was. William Forsythe look small. <laughs> well, you, you've seen William Forsythe in other films, like this fucking hulking gap tooth guy. It's like, it's like, oh my god, he's gonna fuck me up. Like this, this is actually a really weird turn. I love William Forsythe, by the way. You know, like he'd been in the uh, the Untouchables TV series and Once Upon a Time in America, mm-hmm. um, and and he was in fucking Out for Justice. Out Out for Justice is set in Brooklyn, and Forsythe is from Brooklyn, right? And uh, Steven Seagal's like, you know, you, you should really work on your Brooklyn accent. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're forced to like, yeah, maybe you should work on yours. Yeah. Just a maybe little bit. Maybe you should work on my dick. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that Seagal. was, you know how Seagal likes to randomly injure a stuntman? He also did to Forsyth on that film because he is a prick. Fucking it. Oh. Dear Steven Seagal, wherever you are. Fuck you. <laughs> and stop listening to our cage cast. <laughs> yeah. This is not for you. Yeah, get a life, Seagal. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> not you, though, Katie Seagal. We love you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly the opposite. Anywho. <laughs> and may Boris Seagal rest in peace. <laughs> so, anyway, there was a movie. Um... <laughs> right. Raising Arizona, I think it was called. But one thing I loved was um, talking about that that sort of birthing scene for Annabelle uh, <laughs> and uh, and Gail was uh, somebody pointed out in IMDb that that although like other characters are 
crying throughout the movie, especially those two. The babies never the, cry. The baby does not. True. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean Nathan's just as well behaved a baby as you could ever want, Nathan Jr. Yeah. I do want that baby. It, uh, watching this over again, it's it's really odd to me that there can be like a movie like like concerning a baby that's actually like enjoyable and not just pap. True. Look who's talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to my various baby abductions? It's up to the market. I it's not, I don't determine it. You know. Look who's talking now. Now. <laughs> Maybe we haven't explored all the themes. Maybe we should try yes. cats. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Speaking of screaming, like like the 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 fight scene and they're double wide there where everything gets broken. Oh, like, so that's, that's that's just fantastic. That's one of the great uh, screen fight scenes right there. You know, pulls back his fist, smashes out a window, punches punches out a cabinet. <laughs> For me, it's like it's it's that scene and the one from They Live. <laughs> I also uh, I don't know if, if, if you saw that, but also uh, the 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 bathroom fight scene in Jack Reacher. I really enjoyed that. That was adorable. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Honestly, the fight scene oh. in the trailer made the raid look like it was for pussies. That's right. <laughs> this movie was fucking intense. Damn right. Oh. oh. Yeah, I love that. But um. I, I also there's 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 a there's a, there's a few running gags in here. Some of them are just dialogue things, like you know, like saying he's awful damn good or okay then, you know? <laughs> or I <Okay>. love. <laughs> and uh, there, there's all those there's all those bunt cakes that keep showing up. That's true. You notice oh, everybody yeah. has a bunt cake. Sometimes frosted, sometimes not. Yeah. Um he, and, and um oh god yeah and and uh, and every and every time somebody steals the baby they also steal Doctor Spock's baby book along with it <laughs> well and it is getting more and more haggard yeah yeah I got the instructions <laughs> can I just share one of my my favorite pieces of dialogue oh yeah 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 go for it it's man. when uh, the prison counselor says most men your age high are getting married and raising up a family and Gail says. Well, sometimes your career's got to come before a family. <laughs> and Avel Works says, always kept us happy. <laughs> works what's kept us happy. <laughs> I love that. And I for love that. those that don't know, this movie is about a man who goes to prison constantly for armed robbery, but never uses ammunition because he doesn't want to Unarmed robbery, one. yeah. Yes, yeah. unarmed robbery and falls in love with a police officer who also falls in love with him. And they decide to get married once he's free and straight and narrow and then decide we want a baby. But they can't have a baby, so they got to steal a baby. Because Holly Holder finds out she's barren. barren. <laughs> yeah, there ain't Korean nothing wrong with his place sperm. Where my seed could find no purchase. <laughs> I love the doctor in that scene pointing out the female female anatomy with the really creepy. He was really face. happy about her being barren. <laughs> yeah, it's like see that you can't have point. you no kids. <laughs> see, it's like they could have given him a little dialogue. He's like, you say that road, you don't go down that road. <laughs> that road's barren, <laughs> stony, <laughs> nothing will grow there. <laughs> One of them atomic pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> you plant a seed, nothing's gonna grow on that guy. <laughs> It's one of those down Easter Arizona doctors. <laughs> None but, of us uh, are from Maine. What's with that? Yeah. <laughs> the <fuck>? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the story of the movie. So after uh, after they find out they're barren, 
Then they find out about the Arizona Quince, about how uh, Nathan, Arizona, of unpainted Arizona furniture stores, uh, wife with fertility treatments, had quintuplets. And Ollie Hunter concludes that they have more than their share, and they need a baby, damn it. Yes, a police officer decides that they need to steal a baby. Now, honey, you had resigned at that point. I want that baby. You're going to get to that baby. Get me a topic. All she wants is another baby. Oh, don't. No, no. I'd like to take this moment to apologize for Adrian. I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. In this moment as well. I'm going to keep my baby. But uh, then they meet Evil. Well... Yvel and uh, and Gail, who are our um, friends of uh, High's from prison, break out of prison and show up at High's front door. They tunnel out of prison in a freaking field full of mud. <laughs> and feces. <laughs> and feces. And, don't yeah, because they hit the main sewer line on the way out. We don't always <laughs> smell like this, ma'am. We hit the main sewer line on the way out. yes they did not break out of prison either should be noted and they were sure to uh to get some pommade and (laughs) it's like their hair back that was actually really sick they left the clothes on yeah (laughs) just covered in feces (laughs) no that see i can handle the covered in feces part for them but seeing all that pomade on their hair and then adding even more it's like that literally made my stomach fucking turn that's how you do you just turn the hair into a solid piece of plastic yeah (laughs) that's presentable yeah Yeah, get some suede but uh, then, uh, then of course, uh, there, a bounty hunter comes looking for Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah, as <laughs> Smalls, the, the lone biker of the apocalypse, Leonard Smalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, hijinks ensues. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Including that really sweet part where he f's up uh, robbing a convenience store and has to run through the grocery store in people's houses. Oh my god, that's my favorite. And the huggies keep getting shot out of his hand. <laughs> if I we're don't gonna... care how many times I see that scene. Like I, I fucking, I crack up laughing every time. It's just beautifully absurd. It's great. It's um, great chaos there. Yeah, if we're gonna talk time. about that scene, like way into the movie, at that point, is that just? Arizona, where everyone has guns and starts shooting immediately at any crime, or <laughs> well, is this like uh, Trump's Mayor America? Drinkwater says it's not, but that probably just means that it is. Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised. Like, okay, he robs a store, then cop is sitting outside the fucking door of his patrol car, shooting wildly into a neighborhood. Meanwhile, the convenience store kid with the braces is also shooting at him, who we see yeah. later with the Jugs magazine. <laughs> Everyone has fucking guns. Even Cage, when they decide to go after uh, the baby because it's stolen well, by John Except Goodman. for the other convenience store fellow who says, yeah. not less rounds, funny, to but Mississippi. I counted, <laughs> and Cage had five guns on him when they go after the baby. <laughs> he <laughs> Let's did go when, get Nathan Jr. Yeah, when they decide they have to get Nathan back from John Goodman's character and his friend... Nick Cage is pacing, and every time he paces, he has a new he handgun gun, that he yeah. puts in his belt, in his back, oh. in his pocket, and then he comes back with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, 
All of which are useless against the lone biker of the apocalypse. Well, yeah, true, but true. that's also its own episode, almost. Yeah, uh, and they both got that uh, Woody the Woodpecker tattoo. That's what I'm saying. It's like so it's like Smalls is conjured out of his own fears. Yes, fact, that's how the character was designed. Yeah, that's supposed to be like him fighting his bad tendencies. Yeah, it, 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 that is his inner demon, and he's huge. Yeah, but then there's other people that got even further out in the crazy fuck farm where they're trying to say it could have been his father, it could have been a long-lost brother. Uh, it's like, no, don't get deeper than you have no, to into this shit. No, that's... See, I hate it when people pull that one. It's like, no, there's, there's, there's a way, and it's not that other one. No. It's like the Coen mm-hmm. brothers, you know, they're, they are auteurs. You know, they're, they're for real filmmakers. They're not just shitheads. Um, but like the Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah, they're not the fucking Wachowskis. The trouble but is, like, he's like he's like a to... shadow. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, like kid. he first sees him in a dream, which is also a premonition, you know. Yeah. So like, there's you know, yeah. right, little, little bit of magical fuckery there. The, the, apparently, this is one of the major criticisms that the '80s critics have is that it's like, what's with fantasy stuff? I don't understand. <sighs> God damn it! I don't and yet get Birdie it. Birdie made sense. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's like, brilliant, he wants to fuck a bird! <laughs> <laughs> Which I do have to Who throw doesn't? out there. I have to sh- throw some shame. Uh, Linda, our parents actually saw Birdie in theaters, and they very much remember enjoying it. That's how y'all's was conceived. What? Yeah, Adrian kind of <laughs> hit the pigeon on the head with the dick. We were conceived because of pigeon fucking. Ten years later... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm a Christ child, so I they can't saw that speak scene for in Eraserhead, and they both kind of got into it, and then later they saw Birdie, and it all got clenched. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Eraserhead does kind of get you in the mood. Sorry, Mister and Mrs. Roberts. <laughs> Real sorry. <laughs> I'm more sorry um, for the Polish, actually. There were a lot of horrible Polish jokes in this movie. Yeah, well, the, you know, the two, you know. I don't know, you know, I'm half Polish. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Besides, you know, if you ever pick up one of those gross jokes, like they used to have gross jokes books like they used to have at Barnes & Noble, all those ethnicity jokes are interchangeable. You know, you get the ones with the stupid mm-hmm. and the feces and the implied incest and all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I mean, my mom and my brother are different. They hear they hear a Polish joke, and for some reason, they get really upset. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. didn't step in it, you see, because it was poop. But he picked it up in his hand, you see, like he's dumb, you know. <laughs> I didn't put my shoe in this, but I'm touching it with my hand. <laughs> I'm a taste. It. It's like, yeah, real deep jokes, guys. Uh, now, talking about this movie, Joel Cohen said. Uh, quote, the movie was about parenting and neither of us was a parent, but we're not That's really intimately. A... <laughs> I'd like to oh. take this moment to apologize for Donnie. God damn it. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> he said, but we're not really intimately acquainted with murder either. And we made a movie about killing people. End quote. And that went over really well both times. So. Yeah, and murder is hilarious with them. It is. Yes. It, yes, it is. <laughs> I think fucking uh, Ebert gave it like one and a half stars. Roger Ebert is a fucking pants shitting moron. Okay, Roger Ebert, if you look at his worst of the year for any year, you're going to find movies that became classics and he apologized for his review later. Some other movies that got his worst of the year include Fair Loathing in Las Vegas and Fight Club. Roger Ebert doesn't know shit. 
And Did Lion he King. also create the uh, Return to the Valley of the Dolls? He wrote. He yes. yeah. He wrote the screenplay for Russ Meyer's Return to the Valley of the Dolls and Super Vixens. Yeah. So I mean, and if you've ever seen it, it's Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Um, but oh, um, if you if you've <laughs> ever seen it, movie. <laughs> it is the most hilarious fucking thing ever. It has this whole moral reel at the end. It got Valley an X rating in 1970. Yeah, <laughs> rated R now. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I I love that piece of shit. Oh. It's really But um <clears throat> but he did not gonna... write uh, Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens though. Like he wasn't good enough for that one. <laughs> Real movie. Look it up. I guess that thing says enough. Um when he was talking about high Nick Cage said Quote, what I liked best about this character was his humility. He was a very unusual guy. He played by his own rules, but had a lot of integrity. The first contact I had with the film was through the script, and I was sold as soon as I read it. I was impressed with it because it required no adjustments. It was terrific to finally find one like that. He also said, uh, quote, the script was funny because you could see something very human in the way these people think and behave, end quote. And I, I have to agree because it, it is you know, absurd, but it's also, but you see people like, like becoming parents through the worst possible circumstances and then going through Mm -hmm. all the shit that goes with being a parent almost immediately. And it's like, um, he's a little outlaw. You could see that. There is definitely like the hero's journey there. I mean, it's, it's all about him becoming, uh, getting that, that, um, at what he calls strength of character to be a, a good parent. Well, and also everyone that comes in contact with this baby suddenly becomes a parent. <laughs> it's like there's something about yes. Mary, except instead of lust, it's parental uh, urges. Yes. Without jizz in the hair, it's just palming. No jizz in the hair this time, guys. Uh, just, yeah. Just, also, just for, for a movie product. surrounding a baby, surprisingly non-disgusting, which I appreciated. Yeah, well, he did have mm-hmm. an accident, and... As John told us, that's natural. Moving though we are, Junior went and took himself a little pit stop. <laughs> and Gail, um, he smiled at me. <laughs> <laughs> the film was uh, shot in 10 weeks. And uh, I guess the the first day of um, shooting was a little... Um, got off to a rocky start because uh, Nick Cage's canvas chair, you know, the the quintessential filming chair that has the name on the back. Um, it read Nicholas spelled N I C H O L A S. And of course well, he spells his name that. without the H. Yeah. So they fixed it by just covering up the H with a bandaid. Brilliant. <laughs> like if it works. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, I also wanted to say uh, that scene when Florida, Arizona, uh, Nathan jr's mom realizes that oh, Nathan Florence, Jr. Yeah. is gone. Yeah. Oh, sh- you know? <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> it's okay. We I don't have you a structure need to share your meds podcast. with us. <laughs> you know, Flo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, so it's Nathan's aunt. so when mama arizona (laughs) realizes that nathan jr is gone it's um it's uh that scene 
where you know like the camera jumps over a bunch of things like including um, um, a child's bike and goes into the what it's a Kandarian demon camera thank you yes obviously did I mention that the I, Coens did work with Sam Raimi in the 80s they wrote that's Prime. what yeah. I was genuinely and, thinking it was very and Raimi also yeah, was no. one of the writers on uh, on uh, Milver's Crossing yeah. yeah and this uh that scene was actually a direct homage to the Evil Dead because Joel Cohen was the assistant editor there you yay. go yay join us and speaking of that scene, uh, I um, I should say that uh, Dr. Lynn Katai, the actress who played Mama Arizona, uh, she is, besides being an amazing actress, she is also a medical doctor, a witness, uh, researcher, and uh, author on uh, ufology and um, everything alien i guess uh in fact she wrote a book and created and produced a documentary on the uh phoenix lights which uh she oh she's one witnessed. of those ufo enthusiasts yeah she's one of those she has a fine appreciation for the finer things that's right it's right too right and uh as you that may know i'm movie the arrival's really bad really, really bad <laughs> We'll talk about it in the Sheen cast. Uh, so anyway, and yes, it is. It really, really is. But uh, it's. Uh, I am a big old friggin' nerd. I am a card carrying member of MUFON. And I had the uh, pleasurable experience of seeing one of her presentations a couple years ago at You're UFO so Fest. I'm so proud of that. You were in the same room as this woman? I was. I got to talk to her. Oh my god! And uh. I love her. Like, besides being brilliant, she's also <laughs> so 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 nice, you guys. And like, I, Whereas I got Fire to talk in the to Sky her. was a good movie. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because I think um, Travis Walton was there that same year. Well, but oh um, and I got to meet him too. But anyway, and then Whitley Stryber showed up. <laughs> You know, it, it's not my fault that you want to keep your eyes closed to the truth. Anyway, it's out there, Scully. I got to meet her. I got to talk to her after her her uh, presentation, and she was just amazing, amazing, amazing. And I totally fangirled out on her, and I told her that this was one of my favorite movies of all time. And she told me that uh, that <laughs> one of the uh, the guys on the camera crew was the cameraman for porn, and. <laughs> He, oh, uh, to that's get where that, you found that out. Yeah, to get that scene, they used a porn camera, usually meant to go up women's hoo-hahs, and uh, put it in her mouth, a little bit slightly down uh, her throat, and they just uh, they got the reverse shot. And that's how like it ends up like in her mouth and throat as she's screaming. That's how it got there. That's how it got there. But either way, uh, if, yeah, so you're back interested, <laughs> if you're interested at all in like ufology and all that nerdy stuff, no. I'd say uh, check her out. She's on Twitter. It's Dr. Lynn Katai and uh, K-I-T-A-I and uh, send her some love from from us. She's no. awesome. Speaking no. of otherworldly things, apparently uh, Cage's hair in this movie reacts to his stress level and gets bigger the, the, the higher the stress level. I did notice that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was intentional. Apparently, Cage was really into that idea. Yeah, it sounds like him. Yeah, makes makes total sense. 
like the part where they're where they're where they're taking the family photo. It's like, hi, you're gonna be there for the baby, right? It's like we're set to pop here, honey. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, he's he's got we're that stash, the stash in this picture, and he's got like the like it's supposed to be a smile, but it's like this worst grimace. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the yes, I, I kind of want to say that's the exact look he had last week when he had the fastest marriage and annulment next to Britney Spears. Ooh, ouch. He was yeah. just testing her faith. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently her criminal record. <laughs> she was not chosen. Uh, Wait, that chick from that photo? Uh, I don't know. A f- Let's talk about the, uh, the, the the other the other the other couple that that, uh, that that comes by and visits them at the double wide. There, his foreman Glenn and his yeah. wife Frances McDormand. It's like he's a little angel. He's a little angel straight from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna send him to Arizona State, right? Where's that baby? <laughs> you gotta yeah. get him his dip tent. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, well, he's gonna get the diphtheria and the night vision. <laughs> you gotta soak his thumb in iodine, although that won't help nothing with his new university. Yeah, she wanted another baby because the other ones are too big for cuddling. They're getting too big. To her husband, his sperm, <laughs> they're smashing up he the car, they're smashing up the house, and the kid squirts cage in the crotch with a squirt gun and says, <laughs> "You wet yourself, you wet yourself." <laughs> Daddy, Mister McDonough wet himself. Then he what takes a cookie time. from his dad and flings it across the room. Yeah, what better time to bring up swinging to someone when they're in the middle of an existential life crisis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about sex, boy. I'm talking about wife swapping. <laughs> I felt like it was like the perfect, uh, like they served as the perfect foil for them because, like, oh, yeah. they're like uh, high and Ed just want a baby. And they want it so bad, but here are these assholes that have what five kids? Yeah. And they want they all the babies. Even watch them. Yeah, <laughs> they have a brood, and they're not—they're not even watching them. And they don't—they could give probably less of a shit about them. That He's was also Sam one of the most racist one. characters. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because because he ref- he's talking about uh, the the uh, the trouble with adoption. Um, yeah. oh. It's kind of funny too because this 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 movie well, this is eighty seven this is the year after uh, uh, we, we adopted my little sister who was from oh. Korea and so he mentions like it could be two two Koreans or a Negro with his heart on the outside. Crazy times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ain't life crazy? Yeah. <laughs> they should sell tickets. <laughs> I hell I'd buy them. <laughs> Uh, another shot that was uh, that was filmed in reverse was when Evelle and Gail stop the car just before. Oh yeah, uh, you have to the car scene. Oh, you yeah. fucking have to. That's a live baby, baby in that shot. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't do a stunt on that. <laughs> that that would have been a little we'll bit dodgy. <laughs> well, I, the sad thing is, I'm sure there are plenty of parents who would have been like, "No, that's fine." Well, apparently, uh, the Arizona Quince, you know, like as usual, since there's rules for like how long you can keep a baby or a child on set. Mm. So for five babies, they had 15 babies playing them. One of the babies uh, had to be taken out because it learned to walk partway through. Right. And so the mom's like, no, 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 I can make him not walk. I just put his shoes on backwards. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 Jesus thank you. Christ. <laughs> He's going to be a star. Sweep Hollywood the parents. leg. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cobra Kai, do or die. So, but he's a toddler. Do you have a problem with that, Lawrence? 
<laughs> oh, and I love that song that that Ed sings as a lullaby. Oh, about that guy Nathan going Jr. to the, the scaffold getting hanged. Yes, yeah. it's called Down in the Willow Garden. Yeah. Every time they're singing to the baby, it's always about death. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's about... Well, there's a, just a circle um, of life, man. <laughs> it's a man about a man getting sentenced to death after uh, killing his fi- his fiance. His fiance, that's right. <laughs> and I figured like it is just so perfectly Ed to sing, you know, a song about like justice and. I love like, the way this. I love the way this whole thing was put together, though structurally. How at the at the beginning, you, yeah. you have with the banjo music, you have the fast paced prologue about how his mm-hmm. various arrests and how. Ed is there to take his photograph each time he gets arrested and how he's actually like using that to meet her almost. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you get the whole, the whole history of how they, they, they got married and then set out to steal a baby. And like, only then do you get the opening titles. Like you get, you get this whole whole really fast paced 10 minute opener. And and that itself was just perfect. Yeah. It's like 11 minutes in before the title of the film actually comes up. It's like it's its own short film before the film. You know, I I fucking love that. See, I, I, it's my, like here's all you need to know. My Bam. whole portal Go. into like being a fan of movies and finding out things about them was the James Bond movies when I was twelve. Oh yeah, and so like I love a good stinger, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that was I a did great like movie. how every when during like uh, the shootout chase with Cage, that everywhere they went, even inside the stores, they were changing the theme to the song. Yeah, they the got movie, a music version of the same music. Oh, that was great. That was great. And I, I, I really wish I would have gotten uh, the actor's name, but I, I loved the off-screen character. I think is the sheriff who. Oh yeah! Don't forget to get his profile, Ed. Turn to the right. <laughs> Turn to the right. <laughs> Don't forget the bouquet, Ed. Why don't you tell me how those come out? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh. <laughs> This is this is yeah this is this is our most likable cage here too with with, with, with the, oh, the hair spans and out being like I don't think that's any of your, your business. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love High I love him so much and oh, yeah. uh, High's great. He, he um he and Holly Hunter I feel like there's there's a lot of chemistry there and oh, they're, they're both amazing actors and I think this is it just well everybody on the cast was just amazing and I think it it worked so well yeah um. And uh, speaking of of Holly Hunter, Nick Cage said, quote, Holly is the only actress I've worked with who has been full of surprises with her acting. It was like she had a Felix the Cat bag of tricks and just kept pulling things out. Dude, that's her, though. For real, though. Yeah. She did copycat. She was in Cronenberg's Crash. Yeah. She is epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when she was talking about the movie, she said, quote, we were constantly aware we were making a movie. It was not brain surgery. It was not real life. This was a movie movie. It's a very uh, self-conscious movie. And I think they're self-conscious movie makers. I love that. Raising Arizona is not a film. It's a movie. Out of Africa is a film. Let's be serious here. It ain't a middle of the road movie. It's made by extremists. Speaking of, she really is an amazing woman in this movie. She is a prime example that Edwina is a ride-or-die bitch. 
I mean, she'll hate you, but she'll throw down and shoot people for you. She walks right the fuck up on that uh, Biker of the Apocalypse, too. She did not give a fuck. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, and and she was also talking sort of about that, too. She said, uh, quote, generally, women who have the smarts in movies are portrayed as wily, catty, and cunning. If they have power, it's sexual power. And you know what, like, it's, it's so fucking true. And I feel yeah. like uh, the, the Coens gave her a great role. And she just, she rocked the fuck out of it. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, growing up with this movie, um, I feel like that really kind of helped inform my idea of what parenting really is. And like, what, what, not just that, but like what family is, you know. Such I mean, an insightful infant. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see this until a little bit later. I, I, in fact, I don't think we even rented it until after the Big Lebowski had come out. Yeah. Which is, you know, which, which is what uh, most people kind of like, like people's uh, window into the Coens was was probably either Fargo or the Big Lebowski. Because before that, most the of their Lebowski. films weren't especially profitable, even though they did yeah. fucking great stuff like Barton Fink. Mm. <laughs> And Barton the Big Lebowski has a, a special place in my heart because it it really changed my life in that now I can I can say, uh, shut the fuck up, Donnie, you're out of your element. There's a lot of horrible things I, I can I, say. I, 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 but, really, uh... I really like the Big Lebowski. People do way overrate that film. Um, it really, yeah, really, is. really need to. It's it's like there's a lot of movies out there that are perfectly fine, and then you meet the fans, and you're like, "Fuck off." That's kind of how a lot of these are. Like that's the that's cons. my reaction to a Christmas story. Like yeah. like I'm like a Christmas story. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Everybody needs to chill Christmas though. Uh, when, yeah. I you also fucking video, love like, aliens, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I don't love aliens. I love learning about them. Thank you. <sighs> You know, I'd rather light a candle than curse your darkness. <laughs> I know Just you're partial to convenience stores. I don't want to remain ignorant. <laughs> That's pronounced ignorant. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, my name ain't Nathan Arizona. <laughs> That's a $500 camel's hair coat. Sir, I suggest you wash your hands at this point. <laughs> no leads. That was beautiful. Oh, you know, I was tracking references. down microbes, get commies and shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, this week I also watched. Uh, I also watched an FBI propaganda movie from the forties. I watched um, um, fucking uh, the house on uh, on Ninety Second Street by by Henry Hathaway, where it's FBI versus Nazis. Whoa! Yeah, which ties right in. Um, if you want to know I where a donut is, made you call the uh, mistake of watching Leaving ne- Neverland, and well, why'd you watch um, this fucking thing? Because she's just, topical. <laughs> I know it just made me stare off into the abyss and like, like hear the sound of silence going over and over again in my mind. It's just I I, I had to stop watching it because it's just too goddamn much but anyway we 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 did we watched this movie um this amazing movie (laughs) that's beautiful um so i i feel like we can't really have much to talk about with uh we can talk about everything else but this movie no i mean like with with face off i mean 
Well, okay, we we already know that there was there was a there was a possibility for alternate casting, although we're both we're all pretty glad that it didn't go that way. The Coen yeah. brothers are really fucking good at casting. Um Yeah. God, like That's... to even to even approach it though. Bill Murray is Ethan Arizona. Oh god. Woody Harrelson <laughs> as high. Oh, you, Jesus. you know, uh, speaking of Woody Harrelson, apparently <laughs> this is a that. this is a favorite movie of Matthew McConaughey's. He's watched this movie more than yeah. anything else. It shows. All right, all right, all right. Come for us, McConaughey. I want to know if he has a "Mama Didn't Love Me" tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I fished I mean, twenty five thousand well, dollars myself when I was a pup. <laughs> <laughs> While I wouldn't change anything about the movie, it, it did make me like wonder, especially with uh, all the the talk about um, uh, having uh, some creative control. It, it made me wonder what a film, even like a, a short film, would look like directed and uh, created by Nick Cage. Oh, you never uh, saw that was called um, Ghost Rider. No. Well, no, he, he did. He did direct that movie starring James Franco, uh, son. Yeah, which is I. Sorry, Nick Cage. It's not very good. What? Which one is it? Sunny. Sunny. It stars James Franco. Nicholas Cage does appear in it, huh. uh, but but mostly he's behind the camera. And of course, it's shot in New Orleans. Yeah. No, of course, because yeah. that's the only place in the world, Nick Cage, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only place he's accepted outside of Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I love me those Trader Joe's croutons. Uh, yeah, and I'm not afraid to say mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bull statements right here. Cage's that's kids. right. You can tell him I said so. <laughs> and if he yeah. don't want it, he wants to discuss it. He knows where to find me. <laughs> the Mark Maricopa <laughs> County Maximum Security Correctional Facility for Men, State Farm I'd Road. I'd like to take this moment I'll be to apologize for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> don't apologize for me, you alienist. <laughs> Mr. Cage, you're always accepted and appreciated in my house. Oh, apparently Fuck you and your flat earth really alien fuckers. Oh, no, I'm not a flat earther. Fuck you. Oh, you're getting there. You're going to get there. Well, if Look she gets there, up, this dude. podcast will document it and will be a record for us all. Yes, this is going to be recorded and listened to by the FBI at some point when you're under investigation. So, Linda, around the time we started this, you were having Nicolas Cage based nightmares. Are those still taking place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um it's um okay, like after uh after researching Birdie, mm-hmm. I had a I had a dream. I think it kind of blended with Raising Arizona because it was about um I, I went my husband and I went to a uh an OBGYN and they said that TQ. we can either at this point in our lives we can either have a baby or we could have a puppy and i was like oh puppy okay and so i went to check out the puppies and it was that scene from birdie where they were catching the dogs that's how you get them it's like well you guys were riding with a guy in a truck trying to catch dogs to go to a meat factory that's their lookout it's humane in it that I had to take all the dogs or else they were going to be turned into meat. And then um, last night I, I had this weird nightmare, but I like it. 
it it did feature Cage, but uh, it it wasn't like it didn't have much to do with raising Arizona. But uh, in my nightmare, he was covered in holes and pits, and it was just and it was terrifying. Are you and sure it was wasn't like, Robert Davi? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Biggie Smalls in your dream? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh. He loves it when you call him oh. Big Papa. <laughs> That's true. But when he wanted to eat, he would just like put something like like I think he put like a live rat in his holes in his stomach <laughs> and blended it up. So that was an interesting dream. But <laughs> If there are any psychoanalysts out there, if you can give me a call, is she cray? Tell me, is she cray? She'll be talking at next year's UFO Fest in Oregon. (laughs) Do do the people at UFOs Fest ever discuss the Shaver mystery, or is that something they write off? Is that that is that no longer canon? Shaver mystery? I'm not familiar. Richard Sharp Shaver was a war worker the in the 1940s. In the 1940s, who was convinced that underground aliens were communicating with him via oh, his welding God, tool. Yes. Oh no! Oh God, no! That was. Um, I've read two volumes of that, and I've got a third. I'm not afraid to go into it. <laughs> we didn't discuss it at UFO Fest, at least not to my knowledge. But um, I heard about it on last podcast on the left. <laughs> but anyway, um, we yes, have a movie. back to this movie. <laughs> you know, wh- wh- one of the stories in the Shaver mystery is set in Arizona, though, or under it. Uh, Dulcie, the Dulcie, Dulcie, days. Dulcie. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, would you guys change anything about the movie? Um, a criterion it, it, release, it's a, it's a well, yeah. yeah. It's hard to find fault with. Um, I could agree with that. Sonnenfeld sort of engages in some of that in, in one of those uh, in one of those uh, comedy photographic cliches where everything's a little bit overlit, but you know it's sort of time honored. Mm. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can really if you can really t- detract any points for that. I mean, this movie got did have more male screaming than any other movie I've seen in a long ah! time. <laughs> other than Antichrist. Well, I fucking love Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, god damn, that was epic. Uh, if you're in the Seattle area uh, or came over for Emerald City Comic Con, you would have seen me on uh, Sunday dressing up as high at the Comic Con. I think I'm going to have to to post. Did, did one you of the share pictures. that photo on the site? Yeah. You should. You should let everybody know. I will, but I don't know if I look more like. Um, I think I look less like high and more like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys or like Donnie with a mustache. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, KG Wisdom. I'd say that uh, it's about how you should always put your, your chosen family first. Uh, get that strength of character. Uh, don't do anything that would hurt anybody else unless you're defending your family or their honor. <laughs> Come and from never a long stop line asking of the big questions and examining life. I did like toward the end when the guy said that basically it's you either keep trying for a family and kids or you just realize you're happy with the one you have and just be happy with that little family. Hmm. Yeah. Adrian. I think this movie benefits from having been created by non-parents, by the way. I think that's probably why it's more digestible I think so. and, and, and not saptacular. I mean, I'm not a parent, but watching it as an adult, I was... Um, 
I, I got so nervous in the scene where he's choosing which baby to take. As like the, the babies are hanging over oh, the, like the edge yeah. of the that, that the worked crib. out so well. The, the bit the bit where where uh, where Florence uh, uh, comes 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 back in and all the babies just sitting up like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like what you doing? <laughs> I think I got the best one. He's awful damn good. Well, Cage did have some good wisdom himself when he did mention that in Arab lands, you set out oh, a plate or something. Oh, you set out two. a plate or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love the way they conceived his dialogue on this. They they, they got they got the regional thing, like calculated the education level and like anything mm. they thought he might have read. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because he, he's, he's such a, a deep thinker and he's he's uh, an intellectual. He's a, a philosopher. And, um, yeah, that's stretching a bit, but... I, I love the I random shit people say in this movie. I'm going to put it that way. It's like, yeah, <laughs> shit, where are the tellers? Well, they're down there on the floor as you commanded, Gabe. <laughs> well, which one is it? <laughs> you got a penny on your head. <laughs> Hold on a minute there, young feller. <laughs> do I freeze or drop if I freeze I can't write the drop and if I drop I will be in motion is these, these balloons that come in the funny shapes well round is a funny yeah, shape because that late in the film the part where John Goodman and William Forsyth uh, robbed the bank uh, yes it's a bank well, robbery y'all for those people at home <laughs> uh, people at home you should not conclude not to watch this one you should conclude to watch this one by the way, most definitely. If it isn't most clear, definitely. we're actually recommending this one. It's amazing. It's not like those other Cage movies we mentioned. It's okay. And yeah, I feel like with that quote, uh, like that that dialogue, that piece of dialogue where they're saying that uh, sometimes you got to put career before family <laughs> and uh, works with what's got us through. I feel like uh, the movie and like High's journey through the movie is really just finding out the opposite that you've. You know, you've got to put your family first, but I don't know. Anyway, so many social uh, engagements. So I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of real shit there, you know, about like like the, the trouble that that criminals do have adjusting readjusting to society, you know, and you know the yeah. the, the yeah. various the various uh, personality elements that get get people into crime, you know, besides just financial uh, woes, you know. And it's also well, and a movie you can enjoy without having to get pretentious or look into deep thought for the movie, too. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it's just like, this is shit I'm getting watching it a couple more times, because I haven't seen this movie, I think, since around 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, always, always I guess we should move on. Uh, please, uh, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, review. Give us some feedback on uh, Cage's Kiss on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. We're just starting out. We could really, really use your help. Uh, plugs. Remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. And you can visit our website at www.cageskiss.com. And you can write us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Donnie Adrian, what you got? Uh, well, Donnie's on that internet thing I've heard. Some kind I of Twitter or something. I peruse the interwebs. Yeah. I cover yeah. the waterfront. He's at the boy who blew I on Twitter. I am the boy who blew on Twitter. <laughs> I also have a red tube channel set up and Pornhub <laughs> because I need money. Man's got to yeah. eat. I also would like to promote my newest email address you can reach me at, which is aliens are complete bullshit at whogivesadam.com. <laughs> Educate yourself. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm Adrian, on DeviantArt. Uh, I'm, I'm still on DeviantArt these days. Uh, Leo the Fox, uh, all one word, all lowercase on, on DeviantArt. You can see the various varying kinds of artworks that are totally splattered all over there. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where I get my pornography from. Uh, and Aww. you can find me on YouTube as A.A. Smith. Uh, once again, I'd like to take a moment to apologize for my brother, but not about the comments about Flat Earthers, because uh, Flat Earthers, go fuck yourself. Linda, where do you get your pornography? Is well, it alien where related? <laughs> <laughs> From my nightmares. <laughs> I also recommend people should look up Nick Cage Rule 34. Go entertain yourselves and oh, have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> That means that there are cage gender bends out there, too. <laughs> we will see you next week where we'll be discussing a little bit about Cage's life. We're going to go a little off of We're doing uh, a non-movie cast next week. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, a bunch of things in his life. Encounter. Yes. Uh, his first meeting, Patricia Arquette, and the quest she puts him on. We all call a patty. <laughs> until then give me that baby I want that baby rest in peace Leonard Smalls <laughs> that's your cage kiss off <laughs> that's so sad it's staying in <laughs> cage I could eat a page for hours.